Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Well, welcome back to Perspectives. I'm so glad you're here to join us today. We have an exciting topic. We're going to talk about the art of pivot. And joining us today, we have senior leaders across your various organizations and industries that have probably been challenged by this very discussion where their businesses have had to pivot. When we think about uh, listeners, when we think about the pandemic or even some of the things that have been going on over the last three to five years, there's been countless businesses who have had to reinvent themselves um, at a speed that we've never had to do before. So that's kind of where we thought, you know, we should have a discussion with these folks just to kind of tone in and, and hone in on what does it take to really pivot uh, and, and, and do the things and work at the speed that's been impossible uh, in years past. And we're, we're managing to do that. Uh, we've seen that retailers have launched curbside services uh, in a matter of days. We've seen that uh, churches have gone to uh, instead of meeting in, in congregations that they've actually done focus uh, uh, virtual, virtual, virtual learnings and things like that. So we've seen transitions happening uh, at a speed we've never seen before. So as these shifts have occurred, we as leaders and managers have had to shift as well. So I really want to have some real heartfelt discussions with you and share with our listeners some of the things that you've had to do as leaders as you sit through and, and help navigate some of these changes that are necessary. So that's where this discussion is going. We're going to have just open dialogue. So just jump in as you feel uh, you have a lot to contribute, as I know we do. But before we do, I'd love for you to introduce yourselves, tell a little bit about uh, who you are and what role you play within your organization. Let's just start. I'm going to start with you, Phyllis. Is that all right with you? Let's right. start with you. Okay. Of course. My name is Phyllis Williams, and um, I've been part of corporate America for over 30 years, I recently retired, and now I'm part of the Essence Learning uh, team. Yes. I am a member of Essence Learning. So I am glad to be on the panel today to talk about uh, Pivot. I made a pivot when I decided to retire. So. <laughs> Art of pivoting. <laughs> Art of pivoting, yes. Well, welcome. Thanks for that. Thank you. Well, we'll just stay in the studio and then we'll go out to um, uh, our folks that are joining us by uh, what is this online virtual virtual, virtual. okay yes. i'm like what is this it's online or virtual <laughs> virtual okay thanks hello Jeannie. everyone yes hi i'm Jeannie murphy i am really happy to be here this is really one of my favorite topics <laughs> so i'm so ready to start and enjoy the conversation i have been a small business owner since 2013. i started a business in consulting and that consulting business actually is in real estate so i do have a, a residential real estate license. Um, I have been in higher education for almost 20 years to include nonprofit leadership as well. And so I'm really excited to listen and learn and add to the conversation to really share my experiences and perspectives in regards to pivoting and what that meant to me <laughs> and means today. Thank yeah, you for having that's me. That's a pivoting in your, in your years. I absolutely. You? Have. <laughs> Thank you, Jeannie, for being here. All right, I'm going to throw it over to you, Crystal. Well, good morning. Excited to be here with y'all. Uh, my name is Crystal Kohanke, and I am a Senior Vice President and Chief People Officer for pediat a pediatric healthcare system. Um, I spent the last couple of uh, last decade or so in healthcare. Um, before that, I worked for a 
large um, international organization, had lots of really great experiences and look forward to talking about the pivot because we've all done a lot of that. That's right. Thanks, Crystal, for joining us. And Luis. Hey everyone, first time pod, podcaster, so I'm excited to be here. Uh, <laughs> I've been with Toyota for about uh, 23 years now. Uh, I sit here in San Antonio. Uh, my role is a DNI consultant uh, for our uh, sites with our executives whenever it comes with uh, DNI strategy or any type of uh, problem solving. So thank you for having me and looking forward to the discussion. Excited, excited. We're going to jump right in. Thank you all again for joining. And listeners, uh, thank you for joining. So when it comes to business, when you think about the term pivoting, uh, when it comes to business, what, what does that look like to you? Can you describe that? You know, is it a buzzword, do you think? Is it part of a larger strategy? What do you think of uh, and how do you describe pivot, pivoting when it comes to business? Well, if I may start off the the answering to the question i think it can look like a lot of different okay. things depending on the industry the business vertical and of course the age and size of the organization i am a sports enthusiast and i love to use the analogy of calling audibles <laughs> and so when i think of pivoting and what that looks like often we have business strategy and we've created multi-year plans and tactics to see through and really have an interdependency on internal and external supports and so i think of the the game of football and a man in motion <laughs> and so you have your coach your defense and your offensive coach uh, calling the shots and giving recommendations on what the quarterback should do and it is up to the quarterback to either fall in line and follow the direction of the coach mm -hmm. or sometimes call an audible and try to make the play or, or save the play. And so I think from a business perspective, that happens. The world changes, the economy changes, um, the state of the world changes. And so that multi-year strategy is not in play anymore. And sometimes it can be any given Sunday, <laughs> again, going back to that analogy, that business leaders will need to come together and meet and make a change. And you use the example in the beginning of this introduction of how curbside service uh, deliveries and things of that nature be really pivoted uh, to meet the needs of the consumers and the businesses, especially during COVID and of course, post COVID. So I think again, to answer that, it looks different. There's no script or playbook that can define uh, what pivoting looks like, but we do understand it means change. It means being able to be very uh, gumby and, and agile, uh -huh. yes, uh, to really do what's best in the moment. Wow. That's, that was a pretty cool analogy, I think. And that quarterback has to make that call. Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, I'm going to let you guys continue on with this discussion. So what does pivoting look like to you? So for me, uh, working with Toyota, we have uh, many locations across North America. You think about Canada, the U.S., Mexico, Puerto Rico, and there's a lot of uh, people that are affected, right? So obviously we do have, we, we do have plan for, for, uh, for change. We do have a strategy for that. But when you look at COVID and you also look at post COVID, the chip shortage, right? That is huge impact for us from a manufacturing perspective that it really caught everybody off guard. And we quickly had a pivot 
and kind of change our process, our flow in order uh, to survive. So uh, I think it, it affects, and it's, and it's a domino effect, right? So I, th I think it impacts everybody from the manufacturer uh, all the way down to, uh, to the consumer. Yeah, that was a great example of that in real life, right? Mm -hmm. right yes. Current. So it's currently happening uh, here for many of us, right? Exactly. And you know, I um, was going back to the football analogy, uh, being agile, and you know, um, not calling the place, but the, even the player on the carrying the ball, and and how they have to pivot and make changes, and and so with COVID, that's what happened with a lot of employers. They realized that. Uh, now employees employees are going home or the way business we've done business all these years now is changing so we've got to change so that we can reach the customer and, and so that we are not um, uh, losing out on business and then even being uh, stagnant sometimes uh, there are different reasons why we have to change gotcha. the way we do mm -hmm. things right mm -hmm. and so um, looking at what works and what doesn't work yeah. and then then making sure that we're making the adjustments because if we become stagnant then
provide the customer service that you probably are used to. So there's nobody going to be able to clean your room for the three days that you're here. Wow. Uh, we're not going to be able to do room service. Mm -hmm. we're not, and so the impact of to what you said, Crystal, people not coming back to work because either it's not flexible, doesn't meet their needs, and they figured out how to make it work without mm -hmm. with that. We're, we are now in another set of circumstances where we have to figure out what does customer service look like and how are we going mm -hmm. to provide that even. So patient mm -hmm. care, customer service, yeah. uh, all the all things that we've been used to has, has changed because mm -hmm. we have thought we think differently now yeah. but we have yes. we're not doing differently yeah. so as people we're thinking differently mm -hmm. but as a as a as industries we're not doing differently and that's right. that's where that gap is yes yeah. and to that i do recall uh when i went to a hotel and they told me that they would not be able to come in and give me service every day and that kind of blew my mind <laughs> like, really what am i paying for not only just to see because that was an expectation and even getting clean towels or sheets you had to go down to the front desk and this was not this was a, a nice chain hotel but on the flip side of that uh, a hotel that that i'm staying in now um, they came into the room and clean. I left everything over the room, not expecting them to come mm -hmm. into my room and clean it. So I had already prepared adjusted myself. That, yes, adjusted myself to the way that the, uh, things have changed. But yeah, that was a difference for me. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking Think of adjustments, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I can go after you. Adjustments. Thank you so much, Louise. Mm -hmm. You gave me something to think about, and thank you for sharing your response. Mm -hmm. I love that Essence Learning is able to help organizational leaders and organizations do an assessment on where their employees are, <laughs> where are their business partners, yes. you know, their contributors, what are they thinking and where are they in regards to, to change? Mm -hmm. And I think it is so important for companies to always put first the ability to make change, to measure change, uh -huh. and to control change. And often we hear change, it's not going to work. We're going to have a lot of obstacles. But I really appreciate how Essence Learning can provide opportunities for organizations to figure out if and when change yeah. needs to happen oh, and yeah. they need to pivot. Yeah. So please remember to visit EssenceLearning.net <laughs> because there's training available and it's needed. And this is an important Most topic. And so we have to definitely remind our viewers and our listeners of the training that, that it is there, there, That is possible that even <laughs> yes. though it feels like it's out of control that we can we can manage. That's what we're yes. here to talk about. What's that art look like? Thank you exactly. for that. Too. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, Louise, what did you have for us? So. I think with with change comes a lot of stress, right? Especially during COVID, and uh, you all talked a lot about long waits, not cleaning the room. You're on a plane, you don't get a, a glass of water like you used to. So I think uh, empathy and respect for people. Yes. Um, a lot of people uh, have grown and learned to 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 be a little bit more sure and be more respectful from that perspective, um, because. We're, a lot of businesses are still experiencing that. We talk about talent, people leaving and, and, and doing other things. Um, so I think being cognizant of that is, is critical uh, to for society um, so we can yeah. all kind of advance with that. It kind of, that transitions us probably to the next question I wanted to ask you all is how do you know when it's time to pivot? But that's kind of, we, you know, we came back to our organizations, most of us came back to organizations with the idea that we were going to just resume business, mm -hmm. you know, that we were all going to kind of fall back into 
to the norm. We were going to get that service that we expected. We were going to have the people come to work and work for the same hours. We were going to, we just, in our, somewhere along the way, when we came back to work, we opened up the doors. We just thought, oh, just dust things off and we'll just kind of continue where we left off. So how do we know when it's the right time to pivot? And, and we talked about uh, several ways where we have pivoted. Mm-hmm. We talked about even who, who may need to help us do the pivoting. How do we know when it's the right time and the right direction to go in? Anybody have some supports and tips and some ideas think, on that? I yeah, it's, it's, when, it's when those things that you dust off don't work anymore. But yes. the, the key is how long do you let it not work before uh-huh. you say you yes. to do something different, right? <laughs> so that is, know, it, that's huge. Yeah, it's Being, you know, it doesn't work anymore, but how long until you look for something different? One of the things that we talk about on our team a lot, uh, especially as it relates to recruiting and HR um, in, in the healthcare industry, is you know no one's done some of the stuff that we're doing now. It's it's all made up, right? And so <laughs> so get creative, try, figure it out, look at other industries. But it's like how long do we let that position go open? How long do we let that thing happen the way that it's happening? Um, and before we do something different and it's time to, to look at a different way of approaching it. Yeah. Yeah. Things are just shifting so fast and the world is changing every single day. The, the way we did something last week is not how we're doing it today. So that's definitely something that em- employees have to look at, right? Mm-hmm. It's like what's working and what's not working. And the longer they wait, usually the worse situation they find themselves in. And so, um, but making change, uh, like Louise said, it's difficult and not everybody wants to uh, change, especially if they've had a business model and plan that has worked for them for many years, right? For the centuries uh, that they've been in business. But um, that's what happens a lot is that that um, employers wait till it's too late. And then they find that they, they don't understand why they don't, they're not recruiting talent. And mm-hmm. to what Jeannie said, the assessment that Essence do to help employers figure out where they can find talent or how to even keep talent within the organization. Uh, they kind of wait too late for that. And then they find themselves really trying to catch up. And a lot of them have gone under as a result of that. Yeah. Right. So how do we become more proactive? I mean, you know, we're react, we've been talking about reactionary, uh, and, and how we've been reacting to the things that have happened to us. You know, how do we become as leaders? You know, the term leaders means we're ahead of this thing. We, how do we start to, you know, uh, Louise mentioned that they have you know, a change management process in place where or, or, or there's some things in place that if this happens and contingencies and change management and risk management, how do we start to get ourselves as leaders that not being the exception? That it, that is part of the the strategy. That mm-hmm. to Crystal's point, we will wait, you know, two days, five days, six days before we decide this is successful or not, and this is where we'll shift. Is that is that what we need to put add into our our, our strategies? What are some of the things you think we should be doing to become more proactive, and less reactive around um, this art of pivoting? We know we have to do it. I, I would. I, yeah, go ahead. Go for it, Thank you so much for the courtesy, Louise. I, I love the question. And going back to, again, one of my favorite sports, I would say being proactive allows us to rewind, mm-hmm. go back and watch the plays. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're watching mm-hmm. what your players or employees are doing or your, your partners. And you're also just really forecasting if things could go differently, what could that be and why? Mm. 
often right. after a sports game, you have the media there and they're yeah. asking the players, okay, tell us about today's decision and how do you think you performed or mm -hmm. what did you do? There's no, it's no different in real life and in business, you know, that constant self-assessment, but then the organizational assessment going back to what we talked about earlier with how you can prepare yourself as a leader. The self-assessment is important. The organizational assessment is important. We're really looking at the trends. Uh, we see how technology has and continues to take off. There's a lot of artificial intelligence uh, available now to help us work smarter and not harder. However, there are some challenges that we have discussed and we'll continue to see in regards to the thoughts behind artificial intelligence and what that means to the workforce and or to competitive advantages, et cetera. So I think I would answer the question to suggest, you know, going back to watch the play, having mm -hmm. the self-assessment, self the yes. organizational assessment, and then of course, looking at trends in the industry and outside of the industry mm -hmm. to determine what does that mean for my business, for mm -hmm. my business vertical, and how could I leverage what's going on uh, in the landscape mm -hmm. to be more competitive and make it work. So staying yeah. current with the play, right? Yes. So watching the play, yes. making a call if you need to, but mm -hmm. you're using data, you're using facts, yes. you're using more support around making those decisions. More but you know, that court that that quarterback is deciding, you know what, the last time I saw this happen, I moved to the left, I'm gonna move to the right now. That's and, right. See, and if that works, then we'll do that next time. If that doesn't work, we'll adjust, right? Yes. But we also allowing for that risk. We're allowing for that, but we're doing it based upon as much facts as we have. Yes. I like that. Thank you for mm -hmm. that, Gene. Mm -hmm. What, what are some of the other things we could do to be more reactionary? Uh, I mean, uh, proactive, less reactionary, more, more proactive. So checking the pulse, uh, checking in with your team, with the organization, getting their yeah. feedback, their input, yeah. uh, treat them as family, right, um, is important. Have them be part of the solution um, and, uh, you know, be have them be partners in, in the decision making, whatever uh, that may may look like. Um, I would particularly engage all of leadership, not just the very top, but also include middle yeah. managers, right, which are key because they are the normal day to day that's just get the work done. But at the same time, let's not lose focus on the people would be my recommendation. And establishing some realistic uh, goals to be accomplished, right? And that's what bringing in um, more than just senior leadership helps you to do. Uh, what what um, what goals you can accomplish and get to and those short-term goals, yeah. not only just, you know, strategic and long-term goals, but what's going to help us in the short-term and make a difference and an impact that employees and our customers can see uh, immediately almost, right? Yeah. So, that's what's going to get us over the goal, right? What's going to get yeah. that ball over the goal. <laughs> <laughs> <What's laughs> a touchdown. Level set and change the goal. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Crystal, anything? I see you kind of leaning in before I jump off to another <laughs> no, I, question. <laughs> no, I, you know, I think it's. I think what you said is spot on, Valerie. Particularly as you're looking at the data, just like listening to the conversation around how do you know when it's time? You know, um, I think it goes back to what Jeannie was saying as well around the um, you know, you've got stuff on your shelves, these strategies, these plans, and and recognizing when the indicators are saying it's time to make a change yeah. and that those are no longer the right things to do. Um, the, you know, I just kind of had, I mean, and you guys were probably all say, oh yeah, we knew that. But I, I, I personally just had an epiphany as you, you know, we have lots of discussion around resilience and, and people dealing with stress. I mean, some of it is change fatigue, right? And so sometimes right. you gotta, you gotta be mm -hmm. thoughtful about how much yeah. change you're doing and if it's really the change that needs to happen, because that change fatigue, and as I was listening to Luis talk about, 
you know, working with leadership and, and management and the frontline staff, you know, there comes a point too where it just, people are worn out. They can't handle yeah. the change anymore. Well, that was where I was going to go, Crystal. Thank you for that. Because I wanted to know, when do we feel that there's some leveling out, you know, where there's changing from what? Because at some point, you're not sure what you're changing from and what you're changing to if it's constantly in a stage of pivoting. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you kind of, you know, you find yourself turning around in circles. You start to get dizzy, right? Where where is, where's north? (laughs) Where's south? Where's, where are we? Um, And so if we find ourselves doing that, I think the uh, the idea that with the with the analogy that Jeannie has set us on for this discussion is we always know that I'm going towards this goal, right? Yeah. This no matter what, this is our vision, this is our mission, this is our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if we all are aware of that, if we know that the goal is to get the ball over, <laughs> move the line, <laughs> you know, and if we don't have to get it all, I'm not responsible for taking it all the way down. If I could just get to that yardage. And so I think if we understand our roles and our responsibilities yes. and we are really clear with that, then when we're pivoting, we help to alleviate some of that fatigue and it becomes more, okay, proactive. I see it coming. I know my role. I'm and I'm, but I think it's when it's so reactive mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. always just jerking yeah. you and you're constantly feeling like, you know, okay, to the left, to the right, to the left. Yes. It is fatigue. Yeah. So as leaders, I think we want to kind of get in that position mm-hmm. where we are providing that data, providing that direction, making sure, look, you're, we just got to move the line. Let's, you know, we just got to move it down a little bit. We're, we don't have to make a, a touchdown every time, but when we can, yeah, you know, let's do that. Yeah. And we, we celebrate you know, moving it down the line a little bit. We recognize when that we high five, we do all of those things, you know, the chest bumps and all of the things that we do to say, that was a good play. That was a good move. That was, thank you for that. You you made a difference. You contributed to us, you know, to getting us closer to our goal. I think if we continue to do that as leaders on all of our, 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 our milestones and achievements and things that, that it will help to what Crystal was talking about, take away some of that, fatigue and start to celebrate and feel a little bit more normal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think some of that is uh, helping us when, when, when somebody slows down, Hey, we got down with, this is fine. Where we are is great. Okay. I don't get towels. Fine. All right. So I'm like, all right, we don't get towels. We'll figure that out. I brought my own towels this last time, you know, and then here they show up with towels and I'm like, oh, look, I'm surprised. So I wasn't disappointed. I was surprised and happy. So managing expectations and managing uh, to, and being what what uh, Luis was saying, being grace, extending grace yes, to some yes. people, things that may not be where we want them mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? What are some? Give us some examples within your professional career where you've had to pivot. You know, share some experience. I mean, we talked about organizations and in the larger organizations, but personally, professionally, what are some things that? What are, what are some experiences you've had with with pivoting? Well, I'll share with a smile. <laughs> I remember after many years in a leadership role um, in a specific business vertical, uh, right after COVID, well, during COVID actually, I pivoted into a different industry and I was no longer a, a leader to make business decisions. Um, I actually had to report into someone <laughs> and actually do things that in the past I would have people do for me. And so that servant leadership a theory and, and model really was put into place. And sometimes we really have to decrease 
so that we can allow ourselves to become humble again, Mm -hmm. to allow ourselves to understand what it means to be a servant leader so that we can be on assignment and do what we're called to do in that moment. And sometimes it's not about the title. It's not Mm -hmm. about the salary. It's not about what you did 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's about in that moment, uh, what you need to do for yourself, what's best for the organization and really for that play, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it doesn't last forever, but it's important to understand that that pivot isn't always a bad thing. Um, And with that specific example, it was a blessing before I knew it was a blessing that that pivot had happened, especially when you experience life changes, such as health changes, for example. And so sometimes there are always things already put in motion that you don't understand and see. Mm -hmm. And that pivot was already designed and it was already in play. So I just kind of share that high level without going into specifics on really looking back at my personal um, career and in professional career, my personal change uh, from going from one level in leadership to actually having a, a different different perspective. And I'm yeah. thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it made me stronger, more humble and more grateful and thankful yes. and really able to relate to, to anyone um, at any level within an organization because I totally understood and I lived it. Yeah. So that would be the example yeah. that I'll share. I, you know, we could think of so many reasons uh, why we would go from one level within an organization to another, whether it's health reasons, whether it's a layoff, whether it's a, uh, you know, you have to take care of a, a parent or a child or something's caused you out to, to have to shift. And so those things, you know, not, your circumstances is yours, but as our listeners are probably thinking, you know what, I've had to pivot from being a senior leader to uh, an individual contributor to a different industry to serve, you know, perhaps I'm in a service industry where I was, you know, I wasn't there before. So there's so many different ways that we've had to pivot uh, based upon personal things yes. that, that pushed mm-hmm. us through there. So I, I, I hear that as well. And that kind of triggered that it's not always a pandemic okay. or something mm-hmm. that causes that this could be something within your own personal life that's caused you to pivot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what are some of the other experiences you guys have that you can share with us um, as to how you've had to pivot? I think for me, um, I get challenged big time daily here in my current role. Um, I also get challenged in my personal life. Um, and I think as I go through these experiences and challenges it just makes me to genie's point stronger a stronger mm-hmm. person you know don't overthink things um the sun will rise tomorrow everything will be all all good and yeah. I, I think taking it step by step versus looking at the big picture is uh is critical uh, yeah. strong believer in servant leadership helping others and if you need help don't hesitate to reach out to anyone within the organization or your personal life. Yeah. Don't, don't take things too serious is, is kind of my <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That is having that uh, grace again mm-hmm. and um, acknowledging that um, it's okay to start over. It's okay mm-hmm. to start, you know, uh, to, to rewind and reassess and then start at a different place. And uh, then you you do appreciate where where you've been and where you are now, and you can appreciate what others may be going through. I I do recall though, uh, I used to be in recruitment for uh, 
a few years, a number of years actually. And um, our applicants used to come to us. We did not have to seek for applicants. We didn't have to use headhunters for applicants. We didn't have to go to any of the big uh, job boards for applicants because they came to us. And then all of a sudden there was more competition out there with employers and they were doing a lot of what we were doing to attract that talent. And so we found ourselves then in a quandary, uh, a quandary like how do we get these candidates now yeah. that used to be easy. We go out on college campuses and sometimes we'd be uh, at our booth and they'd never come up to our booth because it's like, you know, we weren't, we weren't relevant anymore. Uh, we weren't the company that stood out to them anymore. So we had to do, we had to pivot. And so we had to be more attractive and, you know, and so um, that really was a big shift and a change uh, when I was in the, the workplace. I, I remember those days. Good example. Yeah. 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 All right. I, I want to, we're winding up, so, but what I'd like to do before we, we end this podcast is when we talk about the art of pivoting, I know that a lot of our experiences and examples that we share today really related to when there's problems or when there's challenges. And we even sometimes think, thought of it at times when we had to step back. Um, and pivoting is not always that, right? It's right. not always related to <clears throat> a change that was uh, thrust upon us or a um, problem that we had to solve for or a challenge that we weren't expecting. Um, I think Crystal mentioned that it's opportunity oftentimes that when we can see pivoting, the, the real art of pivoting and causing your organization not to be caught off guard, to pivot before we get to the place where we are challenged or we have to step back. And so some of the things that we, we, you know, we want to offer you as listeners is to make sure that we are, we keep our eyes and ears open for, you know, and be more um, proactive that where is, where are we going as an industry and where will we need to pivot and how do I prepare us for what's upcoming? So as an organization, we're walking into this with an expectation that when we get to this point, when we see these numbers, when we see this data, when we see this occur, um, when you see that 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 uh, the, the defense the defense coming, I can make an offensive an offense call. You know, I can make a better move because I have more facts and data and information and understanding, and I'm more reactive. And it's not scary because I expected it. I'm, I I anticipated it. I'm planned for it. And uh, we have the skills we have the resources to help us to pivot. So one of the things I hope that we take away is that it's a good thing. It's We know if nothing else is gonna happen, change is gonna happen. If we don't know anything else, we know that change will happen. And I think what uh, Dr. Jeannie said was, um, it's going to happen and as a, as, as a world, we'll learn how to adjust. Yeah. We, we, we know we can do that. So let's kind of think about, hey, what's going to occur, what's going to happen, and let's get ourselves in front of this as leaders and prepare our folks uh, and know that, hey, we got this. We, we're, we're ready for this. We, 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 this is what we've been prepping for. We're ready for this game day. So um, I would love for us to take that away and not walk away thinking that every time we're challenged that that's a negative. It's going to happen. But 
I want us to think about how what are challenges in front of us and as we call them opportunities in front of us that's going to move our organization down a little bit further and let's prepare for those and get ready. Anything to add to to that concept before we sign off? I, I agree. Thank you for having us and to talk about this. And I would just lead in to answer, you know, in the same spirit of realizing pivoting is not a bad thing at times. It is a very necessary things. And so when we look at the word pivot, you know, we heard Crystal talk about being um, consistent and persevering. So mm -hmm. the P, you know, leaving us with persevering. <laughs> you have to do that. And of course, we talked about in today's session, innovation and looking you know forward and making sure we prepare ourselves and the v could definitely represent voice the voice of the customer uh your internal voice and of course the voice of the industry what's happening and of course that o is opportunities uh -huh. so there are endless opportunities for us to consider and then finally the t trends and so i think the trends are definitely important uh, they are indicators but the most important t is the truth being honest and making sure that we are having okay. honest assessments, yeah. Dr. Jeannie, and that we are being very truthful in those assessments because yes. it definitely makes makes a difference in yes. how we respond. Yes. All right. That's that was awesome. I hope we wrote that down. Mm -hmm. Anything to add before I thank you all so much for coming on. Is there anything you'd like to add before we sign off? No. I would just say just, you know, if first class is what you want to be in your business, in life yeah. or whatever, uh, uh, continue to strive toward that. Yeah. You know, you can look at business models like McDonald's. McDonald's has maintained their space for over 50 years, right? And so uh, Home Depot and all of those organizations and companies that are still around and still very profitable today and never had a slump in business. And so if your goal is to be the number one in whatever you are doing, strive, continue to strive for that. Mm -hmm. And you, you'll, you'll definitely maintain your place and you continue to be creative and innovative in those things that you want to accomplish. I'm sure all those organizations you mentioned had the art of pivoting and move, yes. and didn't yes. take them back. It helps us it to move forward. Move forward. Right. So pivoting should help us to move forward. When we turn, we should be going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Thank you all. Thank you, listeners, for joining in. Crystal, Louise, thank you for joining in virtually with us and for you in the studio. Appreciate you all. We'll see you, listeners, or and, and hear from you at our next week's podcast. Until then... Uh, learn the art of pivoting. It's just a great discussion. Have a good one. Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.